Well, hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Twisted Perspective's new series called Divine Secrets, where we will be taking a journey that will lead us through the book of Esther, where we will learn of a spiritual roadmap that very well may become a path that leads us directly to the heart of God. I'm your host from Blood of the Lamb Ministries, Jody Coward. Well, praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord today. Hey, listen, today on Twisted Perspectives, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, It is called Twisted Perspectives, but I have received a couple of emails and a couple of phone calls requesting me to take one of these episodes and give you guys my testimony of having a stroke. I believe I mentioned it on one of my first two or three episodes that I had had a stroke, but I've had requests for me to give my testimony about it, so here we go. It was probably in June, July of 2020. We were at church on a Sunday, and a gentleman come up and asked me a question. I was sitting down playing on my phone, and this gentleman asked me a question. I don't even remember what the question was, but my answer to him, I started slurring some of my words, and it didn't last long. It only lasted about, I don't know, a couple of minutes maybe, and it was over with, so I didn't think nothing about it. I thought maybe that uh, I might have been tired I'd been working seven days a week with no days off, and Sunday even was a day of work to me because there was things I had to do on Sunday after church. But anyway, uh, come August of 2020, we're doing a really big job in Muskogee, and I have to go to Lowe's to get some materials. One of the guys that works for me is a veteran, and they would always let us use his military discount, which saved us about 10%. But he was on the job that day, and the gentleman that checked me out went ahead and gave me my friend's military discount. So I was just rejoicing in God, and as I was walking out of Lowe's, I was going, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And all of a sudden, my words started slurring, and the world started spinning. And I made it to my truck. I stood there for a little bit, and then the dizziness was gone. So I drove back to the job site, which was about five minutes away and sat underneath the shade tree in a lady's backyard that we were working at her house by her swimming pool, and I drank some water, sat there for about an hour. The guys prayed for me, and I went home. Later that afternoon, I felt pretty good, and I wasn't sure what was wrong. I thought I might have got hot, but it was August, and it was in Oklahoma, and it was pretty warm that day. But anyway, uh, I just rested that day, uh, rested all through the weekend, Got up Monday morning, went to work, got out of my truck, and the world started spinning again. So I told the guys, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to go back home. And I got back home, and I called a friend of mine who happens to be a diabetic, and I thought, well, maybe this is diabetes, because I don't know nothing about it. And I called her, and she said, Jody, I don't know what this is, but it's not diabetes, and I think you need to go see the doctor. So when Donna come home, I had told her what happened that that Friday, and she wanted me to go to urgent care, and I was like, no, let's just wait, and I know you're tired today, so let's get a good night rest, and we'll get up and go to the hospital tomorrow. That way, if something's wrong with me, they can fix it. So the next morning, we drive all the way to Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is about an hour and 20 minutes from my house to St. John's Hospital. It was at the height of COVID in 2020, and they would not let Donna in. So she had to wait for me out in the car in their parking garage. 
I told the lady what had happened to me, and they immediately got me in. I, there was no waiting. I did not wait at all. They did an EKG on me, took my blood pressure. My blood pressure was 275 over 220, and they did a CAT scan on me. And about an hour and a half, two hours later, the doctor came into the ER room that they had me in, and he was shaking his head, holding his iPad, and he says, Sir, I'm amazed that you're breathing. And I just kind of blew it off because I still didn't know what had happened and I felt okay. And I just kind of went, Psh, I know a guy. And he commenced to tell me what was going on, showed me the results of the CAT scan, was telling me that I'd had a stroke. And two or three times what all he was telling me, I, I forget how the exact conversation went, but I do remember saying three times to him, I know a guy. And the third time, he set his iPad down and he said, Mr. Coward, who is this guy you know and what does he have to do with this? I said, well, sir, some people call him Jesus. I call him my Papa God. And he shook his head and he said, Mr. Coward, I have to agree with you because I know Jesus too and he is the only reason why you're living. They got my blood pressure down. They wanted to get it down to 140, which they did. And it took about 10 hours for him to do it. Bust Donna's heart. She sat out in the car that entire time waiting on me. And I'm texting her whenever I can, letting her know what's going on. So they get me into a room in the stroke ward. They immediately uh, hook IVs and stuff up to me. And I was in the hospital for about seven days, I believe it was. First thing I want to tell you about the hospital the next morning, they let Donnie in, and she could stay there from 8 in the morning until 6 in the evening. And I was having my breakfast when she got there, and I looked up, and she was standing in the doorway. My friends, my brothers and sisters, I have to tell you that when I looked at her, I lost it. I was fine until I looked up and I saw her. And then I started having these thoughts that you're never, ever going to be able to take care of her ever again. Pardon me if I get a little emotional. She came over and sat by, next to me on the bed, and she started praying for me. Now, I want to throw in here real quick that many years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, Jody, the day will come where you will look at her and you will not recognize the woman that you're married to. So she sat next to me that day, and she prayed for me, and she told me, baby, it's going to be fine. God's got this. She gave the devil what for about attacking her husband. And I remember when she said amen, I was like, wow, where did this woman come from? Because Donna doesn't pray like that. Donna is very introverted. Donna is a very private person. And most people that know her know her as she's very quiet. And she walked over to get something out of her purse I guess I had some kind of strange look on my face because she said, what? And the words that come out of my mouth were this. What did you do with my wife? And I don't know if she thought maybe that was kind of stroke-related thing. But when I said that, the Lord spoke to me and said, I told you this day would come. And I can't tell you how precious and how dear that those moments were in the stroke ward. And my wife had just prayed for me. That was one of the most precious things I will ever hold in my memory. Now, the next thing is this. Uh, 
about three days before they released me, I wanted to get out of the bed and start walking. And they had got my blood pressure down to win. They were maintaining it. I did all kinds of tests and talked to all kinds of people. Uh, they were amazed that my left side wasn't affected. They were amazed that I could swallow. They were amazed that I could talk. And they were amazed that I could do the things that I could do. I wasn't 100%. I was probably about 45 to 50%. The day before they released me, I, I begged them to please let me go home. And by this time, I'm walking around the stroke ward. There's two nurses stationed, one on either end, and I was walking that whole thing twice every day. And some of the doctors and nurses were amazed that I was doing it. But anyway, uh, I get home, and the only people I wanted to see was my daughter and my wife. My daughter lives in Oklahoma City, and her and her husband are, uh, he's an eye doctor, I believe he's an optometrist, and she does something, visual therapy, uh, she could tell you about it better than I could. But anyway, they come over about a week after I got home, and uh, my daughter Talitha sat next to me, and she said, Daddy, I can help you recover and get you back if you will let me help you. I didn't know until that day, but her and her husband work sometimes with stroke patients and helping them to recover. And she explained to me that when you have a brain injury, like a stroke, it literally severs your nerves in your brain. And you have to rebuild those and connect, reconnect those nerves. And if you can do that, then you can get back to where you were. So she sent me this game. It's really not a game. It's a, it's a therapy puzzle is what it is. And it's a little bit bigger than a cell phone. And it has all these rows of holes in it. They are perfect rows. And I think there was like uh, four or five up and down and probably about eight or ten long, all these holes. And it had about 15 pieces that they were all different colors, all different shapes, and all different sizes. And they had these prongs on each piece. And the booklet that came with it, it was a, a progress of from scale one to scale 180. So there's, there was 180 ways to put this puzzle together. And I sat out on my deck every day from daylight to dark, relentlessly working on that puzzle. And I got to be honest with you, it was not easy. And there were many, many days where I would want to throw that puzzle over the fence. I sat out on our back deck every day. And I did all these uh, word search puzzles. Uh, I, Donna would buy me a book of them, or actually several books of them, and I just worked them word search puzzles every day, along with that other puzzle. Then came the time for my first evaluation with my daughter. We went to Oklahoma City and stayed at their house, and that Saturday she took me to their office and commenced to having this 
therapy evaluation session with me. It took me three and a half hours, and I scored less than a third grader on it. And what's really cool about this one day, there's two things about it. When she was young, if she ever came to daddy and told daddy she couldn't do something, I made her do 10 push-ups. That day when she opened up her book and she said, okay, dad, from this point forward, two things. You're not my dad and I'm not your daughter. I'm your therapist and you're my patient. And rule number one of therapy, if you tell me you can't do something, you're going to do 10 push-ups. <laughs> Payback, wasn't it? But anyway, this test, it took me, like I said, about three hours, and I scored less than a third grader on it. And it really scared me. I thought I was not going to get any better. But I just kept doing the puzzles that she would send me, and there were all these different kinds of puzzles that she would send me, and, and I would do them from daylight to dark every day. And on top of that, I would do all those word search puzzles. And one day, I was actually out on the deck working on one of the puzzles, and she called, and I said, hello, baby girl. And she says, this is not a baby girl phone call. You are my patient, and I'm your therapist, and I'm calling to check on you and ask you questions. <laughs> so she was very relentless and very grueling with me, but she was also very patient with me. And I thank God every day for my wife and my daughter and my son-in-law that helped me through this recovery process. I can't thank each one of you enough. Hugs and kisses to all of you. <laughs> so let me tell you about my stroke doctor visits. I've had uh, four of them, I believe it is. My first one was three months after I come home. She told me at that point that everything looked good and the likelihood of me having another stroke was very unlikely if I kept doing what I was doing. And she was very pleased with my progress. My second visit, uh, I did a lot better. My second evaluation with my daughter was actually at their house. And I did it not in three hours, but I did it in about an hour and a half. And I scored about a seventh grade level on it, which gave me some hope. Then again, I had another visit with my stroke doctor. And by this time, she is becoming extremely amazed at how good I'm doing and asking me what am I doing I told her who my therapist was and that she was my daughter and all the games that she had been given me to do and by this time they had put a mahjong puzzle on my telephone on my cell phone and as of today I'm like at level 12,490 something I'm almost to 12,500 and even though still today, it's been three years since my stroke, and even still today, I do that puzzle every morning because it helps me focus. Now, just a, a few weeks ago, it was March, January, February, March, the 24th or 23rd of 2023, I had my three-year follow-up with my doctor. She walked in, and she was absolutely, totally blown away. She asked me what I'd been doing. I told her all about the games again, uh, showed her my mahjong thing, and her eyes about popped out of her head that I was on level 12,300, whatever it was, that day. And I told her about doing this podcast. And then I told her about, I'm fixing to go out and start ministering with a worship team 
uh, a friend of mine, and she was totally blown away by that. And she said, well, tell me about this podcast. So I told her about Twisted Perspectives and how it came about that I was sending out these inspirational text messages and my insurance agent of all people asked me one day when I was paying my bill, have I ever thought about doing a podcast? And I had heard about podcasts, but I really didn't know what they were. So I just kind of blew it off and I'm like, nope, I don't even really know what that is. The very next day, a very good friend of mine who happens to be the producer of Twisted Perspectives. His name is Ted Ackerman. I love him dearly. I have known him probably since the early 90s. He is a master wizard when it comes to recording and producing stuff. He also has his own podcast called Ted Ackerman's Road Tales. I urge you to give it a listen. It's a very good podcast. Very good. Anyway, Ted called me the very next day after I, my insurance agent asked me about podcast and asked me if I thought about doing a podcast. I said, no, I haven't. I said, I really don't even know what that is. And he said, well, Jody, I happen to know what it is. I'm fixing to start doing one. And if you will take these text messages and we can record them and it be, can become a podcast for you. And I bet it'll do really well. So that's how Twisted Perspective came about, and my doctor, she is totally amazed. And she said, well, tell me about this podcast. And, and so there's an episode, it's either number two or three, called My Baby. And I was telling her about the text message and how it turned into the podcast on the episode. And her eyes got real big. She was grinning from ear to ear, and she wrote down her phone number and told me, give it to me and said, send me the link because I want to listen to it. Just blew me away. But it also blew her away. And I told her that I owed it certainly number one and foremost, God, my Father, and my Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, I told her I had an awesome team of therapists in my son-in-law and in my daughter. My son-in-law actually helped me get my balance back by doing these kung fu exercise things that he has me. I even still do them today. And number three, I told Andrea Whittington is her name. I love this lady. I highly recommend if you ever have a stroke, you ask for her at St. John Hospital, stroke department, neurology. So I owe where I'm at today to those three people. And on top of those three people, well, God's not a person, but you know what I mean. I want to put Donna Kay in there. Donna Kay, my wife, she was so patient with me in this recovery. I love her more today than I ever have, and I've loved her since she was 13 years old. And now she's older, but none of your business. <laughs> but she was so, so incredibly patient with me in this recovery process. I won't say that I'm 100%, but I will say I'm not where I was three years ago. And I'm doing a podcast that is touching the lives of a lot of people. And I thank you, my fellow listeners. I thank you for your faithful support of this podcast and of this ministry. Madonna Kay is the love of my life. And I could not have gone through this process without her. Donna Kay, I love you, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my testimony of how God saved me and didn't let me die. There's a whole lot more to it, but that's the gist of it in my allotted time on this podcast. <laughs> so anyway. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for 
taking the time to listen to Jody and what God has done for me. I give him praise. I give him glory. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, we love you. We're praying for you. Before we go, I'd like to remind you, we sure do welcome your prayer requests, your comments, and even your concerns. You can contact me and my team at jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D-5-9 at gmail.com. And hey, one more thing. Be sure you give us a download on our episodes. Click our like button and share our podcast with your friends and family. And I'd like to thank you, brothers and sisters, for your faithful support of our podcast and of our ministry. And until next time, remember, Revelation 12:11 says, We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen, hallelujah, and praise be to Jesus.